Welcome to Average Meeple, where average people talk about games. My name's James. And I'm Cora. And in this week's episode, we'll be talking about some of our favorite game mechanics. So when we dig into game mechanics, we start talking about board games. Uh, there's a million ways to describe a game, right? And I think a lot of people would just start talking about, oh, it's got it's kind of got this theme and this is what it looks like and here's sort of how it plays and, and might have sort of trouble in a lot of ways describing a game. Um, I'm going to argue, or I think we're going to argue, that most games are built up of sort of building blocks uh, that are common amongst most games. And there's a number of them, of course. And we've, you, we've even talked about a few already sure. know, in yep. some of our previous episodes. Mm-hmm. And, and these are just game mechanics. So uh, we're going to talk about a couple of our favorites. And, you know, an example is something I could say, you know, how would you feel about this, this new game I found? It's a, you know, last man standing, roll and move game. You're basically, you know, buying and auctioning cards, trying to form sets to eliminate your opponent. Um, that might sound interesting, but what I just described is Monopoly. <laughs> um, and so, you know, but it's, it's the truth, though. Monopoly is effectively a last man standing game where you're eliminating your opponent. Um, you're, you know, you're rolling and moving and, you know, yeah, you're buying and auctioning off the properties to form sets. So, you know, all the things I said are, are true. Um and this isn't intended to try to make things sound like more than they are, but it's just to give you an idea of how you can describe some of the basic mechanics that exist in games. And then you can even see some of those mechanics in Monopoly are building blocks for other games. Like roll and move is something that you see amongst many, many games. That's you yeah, know, especially absolutely. the, you know, um, trouble and life and all those other ones. Um, and uh, buying things with with in-game currency again that's something that's very very common across many different games so you can kind of see how those kind of basic mechanics are used in other games right and yeah and i think as you as you play more and more games and you see more and more mechanics eventually you get to the point where you know you kind of see a game and it just sort of makes sense to you it's like oh i see what's happening here yeah they're they're rolling and moving, and they're trying to form sets of these cards to do, you know, what, you know. And so it just sort of, you know, starts to click after a while, I think. Um, but I think it's, you know, I think to talk about some of the mechanics would just kind of help people understand games a little bit better and, and hopefully be able to better explain or understand a game. And we're talking, because we describe a lot of games quickly in this show, right? So it's, you know, I think it's hard maybe sometimes if you never played the game to really kind of focus on what we're trying to say. So I think maybe just kind of pointing out some mechanics, you know, hopefully it'll help. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, so Cora has chosen one of her favorite mechanics, so she's going to go ahead and talk about yep. that. So um, <clears throat> one of the mechanics that I really enjoy uh, is deck building. And the basics of deck building really is that, or, or I'll say the, the the way that deck building is normally seen is you start with some sort of starting hand of, you know, let's say five to ten cards. And there's usually you know some sort of action on the card or it's some sort of weapon or something and it's usually low value very you know basic card and And i'm gonna interject this typically is the same set like every game like when you start a game it's like the same it's not like a random five right so yeah you always have the same kind of starting hand everyone usually starts with the same kind of um with the same set of cards and you go through the game and you know there's different variations on this but you usually buy from some sort of pool of cards uh to add that card to your hand and that card usually has some sort of higher power or value uh and so you start buying these cards and building this deck and you get more and more powerful uh and then you're you know you're using those cards to do whatever the objective is whether it's you know 
eliminate another player or kill, you know, an NPC or something. Um, and uh, <clears throat> and then you just kind of you just keep going until someone wins or there's some action. And then you know the next time you play the game, it'll be again the same exact set of cards. Um, you know, so it's it takes a little bit of I think some of the similar or the familiar mechanics of like Magic the Gathering, where you know you can buy cards to um, or you can build your deck instead of building your deck ahead of time, you're building it during the game and you're trying to build. Um, cards off each other, like the abilities off each other to combo and stuff like that. Um, and I, I've seen this mechanic in a couple of different games. One of the games that I actually just got recently that we talked that we, we played at PAX was uh, Abandon All Artichokes, uh, which is actually, they call it, they like to call it a um, deck wrecker game because um, you start with 10 artichokes in your hand and your whole goal is to basically just get rid of them by buying other cards and then you're trying to draw a hand that has no artichokes in it. Um, I think one of the other games that we played a number of times that has this similar mechanic is uh, Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts Battle which is actually a co-op deck builder, which is interesting. And each person actually starts with a unique set of cards per character. So, you know, if you start as Hermione, she's got, you know, some more intellectual spells to start out with versus, you know, Harry's a lot more offensive. Um, but then you're all still buying from the same pool of cards and each each round you, again, start over with the same ones. So, um, you know, it's it's fun to play because it's fun to play a deck builder because each time plays a little, you know, a little bit differently. Each time your deck is brand new. It's not the same cards necessarily over and over again. Um, you know, and, and it plays really well in competitive co-op. Uh, I think there's even some solo games that have that mechanic. Uh, it's very popular um, in some of the older Euro games. Like I think James was going to mention, you're going to mention Dominion. Was a big mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I mean, to me, I think Dominion. Dominion was my first exposure to deck building. I don't. I don't know when deck building originated, uh, but I think Dominion's one of the, the classic or canonical examples of it. There's, I don't know, fifty different expansions to Dominion now, and you can play with any intermixing of them to really build all kinds of different possible, you know, combinations of decks and stuff. And when you pick your base set of cards, there you're going to be playing with that game. Yeah, and we just played a game, Clank, recently, which combines deck building with dungeon crawling, which mm-hmm. is another mechanic we'll talk about in a different episode. And then I'm trying to think, oh, uh, Thunderstone was, I think, one of the first ones that I played um, as a deck builder. So, you know, I think it's it's definitely one of the mechanics that I think I'm drawn to in a game. And I, and I know James feels the same way. I think it's one of your go-to yeah. kind of mechanics that you I, enjoy. I, 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 I certainly think it's it's a fun mechanic. I think for me, you know, as I play more and more games, I sort of think more and more about like what I like in games. And to me, I like trying to like solve a puzzle. Mm-hmm. And, and I think deck building can kind of be that way where, you know, one of the things that you mentioned was you're trying to build like synergy between cards. Right. So when the game starts, you might think to yourself like, oh, well, this is the deck I'm going to build. But, um, and in some games like Dominion where all the cards are basically laid out and you can always purchase any card, maybe you can kind of go that route. But in a lot of games like Clank um, or Harry Potter, Hogwarts Battle, uh, 
you know, there's a big deck of cards that you draw eight or ten from off the top, and that it's only those ones you can choose from in that moment. And so you kind of have to decide, well, what I wanted to do isn't really coming up yet this game, so I kind of have to change my strategy a little bit. And it's all about kind of, you know, trying to build a synergistic deck, you know, ultimately allowing you to, you know, win, I guess. But uh, so it's, it's kind of like a puzzle to solve and trying to get the right card combinations and all that. Yeah, um, I mean, I, well, I think in Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle, I think is a really good example of the fact that the deck is so large mm-hmm. and one of the special things i think about the game too is it somewhat has this like legacy feel to it where as your you, each each round is a different year and each year you add more cards to the deck right so as the right. characters learn more spells are added to the deck and so what worked in year one or year two might you know you, you might get completely new cards in year three that right. you know now you have to kind of relearn and rethink about so um it was almost it was almost like a little bit of a a living deck builder kind of right. you know as we were kind of going through the campaign yeah i think well i don't know i mean what i mean if you were to say what's your favorite thing about deck building i mean i think i kind of answered it a little bit earlier just that every game is just different a right. little bit different right you're not playing the same you know few cards every every right. game you can com- make completely different decks mm-hmm. every time so um I, I think that's kind of what i yeah. lean to as to why i like i like it no i, no, I completely agree and and that, and that kind of leads you know, to what i was saying there too with you know you're trying to build like the best deck given the situation you know mm-hmm. so it's like it's always a little different you kind of got to figure it out um something else that i like which, which you mentioned as well is it does sort of go back to those days of you know, having a deck that you're using, mm-hmm. like be it Magic the Gathering or whatever, but everyone starts from the same, you know, base ground. You know, you don't have to be collecting for 10 years to right. step in and play this this deck-based game. You know, instead it's just, well, everyone starts from the beginning and, you know, build the best deck that you can. Um, and so it's 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 a good way to kind of, intro- no, I don't want to say introduce people into like, you know, deck-based games, but just a way to, ha- you know, have everyone have an even footing in a deck-based game where, you know, you otherwise might not. Right. I, I mean, in the, in deck builders too, there's a little bit of luck because it kind of depends on what cards are available for you to um, build in your deck on your turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say it's still a lot less than like if you were in a Magic the Gathering draft where if you, you crack a pack and there's the best card of the set right on top, um, you know, that can change the outcome a lot. Um, mm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to debate that a little bit. I don't know if I, if I agree that's true. I don't think that one card Magic the Gathering in a set is going to, you know, make your deck so good you're going to win. No. And but we're going to talk about drafting shortly, but I'll, yeah. I'll talk about that in a minute. But So, but, I mean, that's really all I kind of had to say about deck building. So we can we can go into drafting now if you want. Sure. I'm trying to think if there's anyone to wrap up on deck building. Maybe oh, well, I guess what's your favorite deck builder game? My favorite deck builder? Um, you know, I, I do really like Dominion. To me, there's a subtle problem in Dominion, and I didn't know this until I played someone who was really good at it, and that's given a set of cards. So, so in Dominion, to describe it a little bit deeper, um, when you buy Dominion, it comes with a box of maybe 20 different cards, and then maybe there's, I don't know, 10 of each of those cards, so it's 200 cards in the box. Um, any game, you choose 10 of those 20 different cards to play with, and you take all 10 of that, you know, that, that card. And then that, that's it. So all 10 of those cards are always available to purchase the rest of the game, and you build a deck. Given a specific set of cards, there is, like, an optimum order. Like, it, it just exists. 
and it's like, well, yeah, for, you know, your first turn, you want to buy the market, and then the second turn, you want to buy the trader or whatever. And right. sure, it depends what you draw as to whether or not you can follow the exact optimal path, but the, the path exists, which I think is maybe true of arguably any situation maybe has an optimal decision. But with Dominion, you can see it up front because you know all the cards and they're all available. Right. Whereas, you know, again, with Harry Potter or whatever, like, you're going to draw 10 at a time from a deck of, you know, a thousand cards. Like, you know, you never know what might be in front of you. Um, so I really liked Dominion uh, until I played with someone who was really good and I played it so much they just knew, like, whatever 10 cards were drawn, they just knew what order to play in and just, they were so good at it. Right. Um, so that was sort of an interesting thing. I think Clank is really fun. Yeah, Clank, I, I really enjoy. I mean, I played that for the first time. Was that last week or the week before? Um, and I, I did really enjoy it. I, I liked the combination with the the dungeon crawler kind of theme to it. I'm really interested to play Clank Legacy, the Ack mm-hmm. Inc. version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm a big Legacy game fan, and that's another mechanic we can talk about later. Um so I'd really like to try that, but I mean, yeah, we keep talking about. It. I keep going back to it. Harry Potter Hogwarts Battle is is my favorite. I mean, it combines one of my favorite themes. Mm-hmm. It combines deck building. It combines um, like an almost li- uh, almost legacy kind of feel to it. Right. Um, you know, and and co op, right? Co ops, right. my, my jam. That's your jam. That's my jam. So I we mean, did play. We did play a lot of that when we got it. Yeah. Um, I mean, we finished the campaigns. So. Right, we got the expansion we got to go through, but, um, you know, yeah, we went through the whole campaign. I mean, if it, our, if our 10 for, if ten by 10 was, was that year, we would have gotten that pretty easy. So, um, you know, I we came home, like, wanting to play, like, can't wait to play the game. So, um, yeah, I mean, that that's, I think, but one of my, one of my top deck builders for sure. Cool. All right, moving along. So I'm going to talk about or choose uh, drafting. And drafting is a very, it's almost too broad. Uh, drafting can mean card drafting, it can mean dice drafting. What really gets interesting is that it can mean action drafting. Um, I'm going to steer clear of action drafting a little bit because that technically gets into like the worker placement type thing where there's a limited number of actions on the board. You place a worker on one and it's like, Technically, there you were drafting actions, and action drafting is is a technical thing. But uh, but I'm not I'm not going to dig into that side of it because we'll talk about that when we talk more about worker placement and those kind of things. But I'm going to talk more about card drafting is the most common one. Um, I think most people are familiar with the concept of drafting. Um, you know, you have sports drafts, fantasy drafts. But in case you just have no clue what we're saying, basically drafting is you have a set of items, and on your turn you get to choose one of them. And then the next player's turn, they choose one from the remaining set. And you keep going around in order until, you know, the set is empty. And so commonly what common uh, things that happen with drafting are like snake drafts, where maybe you draft, you know, around the table, and then you draft around the table in reverse order. Um, That's a common thing. Another one is like draft and pass. So say everyone's dealt five cards, you draft one of those five to keep, and then you pass four to the left. Then you draft. Then you take one of the four and pass three to the left, and you just keep doing that until they're all gone. Um, and I really like drafting. Uh, in many ways that we talked about, sort of the fun of sort of solving the puzzle and like finding the optimal, you know, set given what's in front of you. Drafting in, as we, you know, in um, deck builders. Uh, I think that's the same thing happens in drafting. You know, it's like I have a limited limited pool of things to choose from. And it's going to be different every time I play the game. Mm-hmm. And I have to pick the best one for this moment. 
And and then you can talk about the whole concept of hate drafting, <laughs> which is, which means I mean this is more of, this isn't like a technical term. This is more of just like a slang term, I think. But hate drafting means like well, I don't know what I should take, but I'm looking at what Cora has drafted or the person next to me, and I see that they're drafting all the blue cards or whatever. Right. Well, there's a blue card in my hand. I'm going to take that just so that they can't have it. I know um, that's one of the things I think Grant really liked doing. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 a very valid strategy. I it mean, is. when you're looking at a set of cards in your hand that don't really make much of a difference to you, then you take the one that would be most impactful if an opponent got it, just to steal it from them, um, because that's that's truly your best move. Now, it's sort of a jerk move. Maybe you know it depends on it depends on the group, right? I mean, some groups are just very friendly. It's like, oh, I, I won't take the blue ones. I know that you're working on blue ones. It's like, okay, that's fine. That's fun. Whatever you know, whatever your group does. But, you know, if you're playing truly competitive, you know, cutthroat games, like, that's that's your best move is, you know, you, you draft what your opponent wants, you draft what you want, um, you know, et cetera. And I think if, yeah, I don't know, I've, I've been talking for a while, I don't know if you have anything to add, I mean. No, I guess like, just kind of thinking through what the best examples of drafting yeah. games are. Yeah, so, so, I mean, we mentioned Magic the Gathering, like, drafting tournaments is kind of a big so, deal. So that's a really interesting one because that's, I was trying to think about an example that combined both drafting and deck building. Right. And booster drafts in Magic the Gathering is one of those cases. Yeah. Because um, it is kind of rare because I, I think, I mean, maybe, maybe it's not. It's, I think it's, I think it's the only good example I could come up with. Like you're actually trying to build a deck out of drafted cards. Right. Um, and so, yeah, like a booster draft for Magic the Gathering is a common one. Um, you got Seven Wonders, which is the game seven I, wonders I, I is, kind of, com- yeah. I kind of say is, is a little bit more like, you know, four-player solitaire or whatever it can be very solitaire in seven wonders yes and and games that are heavy drafting can very much be that way sagrada is another great example um sushi go that was one of the reasons everyone loves sushi go and it is at a base that's basically all it is is a drafting game to complete sets for sushi right and it was the same thing that i felt with seven wonders it's just all you're doing is playing yourself I, i actually love seven wonders because again, I mean, you're, you're right. You are playing yourself. Now there is the concept of hate drafting, and and Seven Wonders is a tableau builder, which is a whole different thing we'll talk about. But in Seven Wonders, you know, you're when you draft cards, again, it, it very much comes down to like, what do I, what do all my neighbors have, mm-hmm. right? And and to even Seven Wonders is interesting because you can't just take any card. You have to be able to kind of purchase the card. And that's also dependent on your neighbors. And you're right. It does. It can have a very much solitaire feel. But I actually really like Seven Wonders. Um, I, think a, I think Seven Wonders isn't as bad as Sushi Go. Sushi Go, know, I remember just being like no interaction whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know. The like, funny thing is, we played Sushi Go once, like seven packs ago. <laughs> yeah, we it it didn't click for us, and then ever since then, we've just said, ah, Sushi Go didn't click for us. But yeah, everyone loves it. We really should give it another go. Probably. Um, I feel like it's like the the crew, right? It's like ah, the crew just didn't really click for us, and it's like up here winning awards and stuff. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe we should check that one out again. Yeah. But. But anyway, um, but yeah, Seven Wonders, I think, again, it's talking about canonical examples. Like, I think that that's like the canonical card drafting game. Um, just just like Clank, where, you know, deck building is only a, it's only a part of the game. There's also, this, you know, other concept of, of doing like the, the dungeon crawling and all that. Um, that. That can be true for drafting. So you have games like Blood Rage, where basically you're you're drafting a hand of cards um, at the beginning of each sort of round, but then it's like this whole you know territorial control game that you're that you're you know battling over. So it's not like you know when you have one of these mechanics, that's that's the whole game. It's just this. It can just be a part of a game. It can be the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, like Sagrada is a dice drafting game, which I love because I I love rolling dice. 
Um, and so I love Sagrada, basically you're trying to make a stained glass window out of all these colorful dice. Um, and so you're drafting dice. Um, Azul. Azul is a drafting game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're basically drafting tiles. And I think these are all... I love all these games, so I don't know. I, I It was actually one of the things we started thinking about game mechanics and all those things when I realized, like, you know, I love this game, this game, this game, and this game. They all have drafting in them. I must like drafting. Well, I think something um, else that a lot of games do that's it's not, like, necessarily a mechanic of the game, like a main mechanic, but it's kind of like the first turn draft. Right, I think a lot of games kind of take that. So, like Settlers of Catan, right? So you kind of you figure out who the first person is, and it's almost like a snake draft where you're drafting like placements on the board, right? Yeah, never, I, I hadn't considered that. Yeah, absolutely, you could consider that a draft, right? Right. So I think it's for a lot of games, it's like a main mechanic, but I think there's even a larger subset that just yeah. use it kind of as a first turn mechanic of like yeah. how do you set up the board or how do you decide who goes first or um, you know where people are placed. Yeah, board. that's actually. I actually think that's a really, really good example. Um, I, don't, I don't sound so surprised. <laughs> no, well, I, I'm just surprised because I think it's such a good example. Like I hadn't really considered it, but like, right? Like I hadn't. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't know if I would have thought about placing the the starting settlements and settlers as being a draft. But technically, if you think out of it, like every every space is a draftable position. Right. Then you just have this little draft in the beginning for placement. Yeah, absolutely. That's 100 mm-hmm. percent a draft. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a great example. But yeah, no, I think I love drafting. To me, one of the things I love about drafting, again, it's always about that puzzle that you're trying to solve. But two, I think it balances things. Like a lot of times, you know, you have a game and everyone's dealt five cards. Well, if you get five good cards and somebody else gets five bad cards, well, there you go. But when you just have ten cards, five good and five bad, and you're picking back and forth, you're both going to get some good and some bad. Right. And so you tend to, you know, have this, it tends to balance things. Not every... On the flip side, every card could just be equally as valuable, but that's it's really hard to design. It's really hard to do. So I think I think drafting is a, is an easy way to sort of balance games and um, and again to me it's again I'm gonna keep going back to this puzzle concept because I I I, I just love that like having to, like figure out the best move is in that moment. Like, yeah, that's basically I mean, why, but, it know. makes it kind of makes sense too as to why you see drafting in a lot of various places, right? Like you mentioned in sports, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think it does bring a level of fairness to right. you know whatever you're trying to do right in you know the example of the kids in the school yard right like you're going to take the first best player and then the person's going to take the second sure. best player and back yep. and forth and so you're trying to build equal teams and so right. i think drafting is almost an easy mechanic to include to make sure that your gameplay is fair yeah exactly. i completely I agree i think that that's that's a big part of it i, I really like that aspect right um, I know, like, you get it really upset might be not be the right word, but whenever you see games that don't have, you know, an end game mechanic where everyone can finish out a turn, right? If, like, somebody gets, like, a turn, yeah, extra I, turn or something like that, or, or the, again, the first the first player mechanic yeah, the doesn't play, work first out. first player advantage, yeah. Like, I, mean, I mean, I'm going to... Yeah, we're going to take a little detour now that you brought it up. But, like, <laughs> yeah, this is just something to think about in any game you play. So some games handle this well, like, Oh, if you're the starting player, you get four gold, the next player gets five, the next player gets six. Okay. They they, they balanced it by giving, you know, the, the later you are in the turn order, a little bit extra money or something like that. Or it's just like, oh, everyone plays ten turns. Right. And if you hit the, you know, winning mechanic on your tenth turn or whatever, everybody else gets to still take their tenth turn, and then, you know, you can, uh, then it's highest score or whatever. Fine. But some games, it's just like, first person to get 50 points, everyone starts with the same thing, and you get to go first. 
that person just has an advantage. Like, you right. know, I mean, and yeah, there's other ways of balancing it too, but sometimes I don't see how it's balanced and I just don't think that it is. Right. Um, and that's, that's always a little frustrating, but that's, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so I can see why you like drafting so much. Cause I know that's one of your biggest pet peeves in, in board game design right. is, is unfair first first player advantage so um makes sense to me why you like it so much and and i mean like it is a good mechanic um Mm -hmm. you know i think uh there's a lot of games like you you were saying that we play with with drafting and so you know again i think one of those things like once you start learning mechanics you're you have a better chance of understanding what games you might enjoy right and so it's easy to all this new games got drafting or deck building um, it's easy to be like, all right, well, I think I'm going to like this game because I like those mechanics. So, Right. Yeah, no, I I think that's a big thing. Yeah, once you kind of understand what it is you like for mechanics, you can kind of find games and be like, ooh, I think I'm going to like this. Right. So um, I'm, I'm hoping at least, you know, we're hoping to put together a kind of series of these um, discussions of, of different ma- game mechanics. Um, we're starting with two we like. Maybe next time we'll do two we don't like. Right. Um, to just kind of hopefully educate anybody who's, who's unfamiliar um, and, uh, and then maybe you'll understand what, ga- what mechanics games you like have, and then you can go forward and buy other games that have similar ones, right. so. And hopefully when we're talking about games, we give it a two-sentence description per game, <laughs> you can kind of, you begin to kind of visualize, oh, I get it, it's kind of like that. Now. Yeah, I think mean, one of the reasons we're doing this episode is one of our listeners talked about how he, he likes when we kind of talk about the mechanics, because he didn't know really that they, what they were called, or what they right. really meant, so. Um, but I think it's just, it's helpful to kind of walk through it anyway. Right. It's helpful for us. And honestly, I mean, this is not something that I'm going to say, like, we're, like, experts on it by any means. I mean, you know, some of these things kind of got to, like, really think about. Or if you go on, like, Board Game Geek, you can pick out any game. It'll tell you all the mechanics. Um, and that's, you know, or, or type. I think there's, like, a type, too. Sometimes, I'm going to argue that sometimes type and mechanic are debatably the same. Um, but they, they have a separation for it, but whatever. So yeah. you can check it out there to see like some of the games that you like and what some of the mechanics are in it and see if there's any commonalities amongst games that you like or whatever. And I think, you know, we kind of mentioned this when we were going through, um, I think, the Spiel des Jahres nominees. We kind of mentioned that, um, you know, there's some games that come out with brand new mechanics and how rare that is and why it's when a game does come out with a brand new mechanic, why it's celebrated so much because it's really difficult to come out with a brand new mechanic, I would say. Yeah. I think a lot, I'm pretty much not, I'm going to throw this out of my, you know, out of the air. It's like 90% of games are just reusing mechanics that are, are well known or throwing a little bit of a twist on sure. it. Sure, I mean, um, where, you know, truly innovative games would hopefully be adding a completely new mechanic. Yeah, I, I get really excited just when, like, I play something I've never seen before. Um, I think the most recent example was at PAX. We played Dungeon Drop. Mm. When the setup was just grab a handful of these cubes and just drop them all over the table, and however they land, that's the setup. Right. Um, now, maybe that's not new. I don't know. But it was the first time I'd seen it, and it was almost cool enough I almost bought it, you know? Right. And it was just, you know, we talked about that in a previous episode. But um, it is really cool seeing new mechanics for the first time. Um, for me, anyway. Yeah. So... Well, we'll keep talking about, you know, basic mechanics as we kind of 
go on through this series. Um, but we hope you enjoyed the t- the discussion on this on these couple dialogue again. It was uh, deck building and drafting. Yep. Um, and uh, interested to hear what what your guys' favorite deck building and drafting games are. So you know, always feel free to tweet or leave comments on the website. Thanks, guys. Take Thanks care. for listening. See you next episode.